Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. What's Ashley happening, Shuler. y'all? This is your host, Ashley Schuler, and I'm back like I never left. Hey, 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 I'm back like I never left. Hey, 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 I'm back like I never left. Hey, 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 I'm back like I never left. Welcome to season seven of Conversations with Ask Ash. Built from scratch. Oh, when we hear those words, it just does something to me. My heart rate goes up, but we're going to slow it down because I want to make it make sense because this is the explainer episode. I know sometimes we have, what what do they call them? Trailer, trailer episodes. I think that's what they call them. Trailer episodes, but this is an explainer episode, aka season preview, right? Season preview. What I love about this is that I'm going to tell y'all what to expect, okay? What to expect. And I think this is going to be a fantastic journey. So we'll first start off with some one-on-one basics. Ashley Schuler here, first-time listeners. Welcome back if you're returning. Because like I said, I'm back like I never left. Hey. But for the first time, people, my name is Ashley Schuler. You want to know who I am? We're going to give you some highlights. And then there'll be some links where y'all can go in and, and, and chat with me or, or, or go look me up if you want to. But I'll talk about, you know, my actually my recent bio update. Because I think this is really important. because. When, when we're introducing ourselves, I, I got into a mode of saying to myself, self, I don't want to just introduce titles, okay? My identity is in Christ. So that's number one, okay? My identity is with Jesus. So I am a daughter of the Most High King. Secondly, when I revised my bio on my website, I said, one of the things I said is I have this God-given ability to be able to take chaos, create something from scratch, and leave either an organization, an entity, a people better off than they were. There has never been a project I didn't like. And so this is not your typical project management operations podcast, okay? There is a storytelling element in all of this. It is just my belief. It is my belief that, number one, project management does make the world go round. No, I'm just kidding. Partially. I believe that structure, I believe order, I believe having systems really do help us thrive in our businesses, in our lives, with our families, with our organizations, within our communities, locally and worldwide, okay? 
And for me, as someone who has had such a colorful journey within this aspect of how do I take an idea? How do I create a vehicle that is this project to be able to drive it to its destination? I believe is something beautiful. And so we're going to be exploring Built from Scratch. It's just going to be a beautiful season about this aspect of creating something from nothing, creating something from an idea, and being able to use practical tools, strategies, being able to create these projects, programs, and initiatives, and being able to execute them so that they're sustainable, so that they build legacy, they solve problems, and it's it's just going to be great. So what can you expect from this season? Okay, so we'll get into format, okay? You're going to get some pretty cool solo episodes from me. We're going to be walking through a few case studies from myself, from some really good friends of mine. And we're going to be walking through a case study where we're going to be looking at building something from scratch. We're going to talk about the ideation phase. We're going to talk about should you actually do this project or not? What does it mean to activate a project, activate an idea? What is the process before you get into spending that That mean green, baby. Okay? Because we know sometimes that we want, when I mean we, as project leaders, we have seen when we are in situations where an idea pops out and we're supporting our CEOs, our directors, our, our, you know, wherever that we are, that Sometimes we want to do these things, these big old things, when we got a Ritz Cracker budget and we want a Ritz Carlton experience. Come on, somebody. Somebody DM me right now and say Ritz Cracker budget. I'll know you listen to this episode if you DM me and say Ritz Cracker budget. Okay, but yet we want Ritz Cracker experiences. All right. And so we're going to talk about money, budget, what things cost. Okay. And it's going to be good because I think we have to make sure that we understand that when there is an idea, when we're sparked with something that things got to get paid for. So we'll put a little pin on that and we'll go in on a couple of episodes uh, later to go in on that. But yeah, we're going to walk through and we're going to have a good old time. We're going to walk through some case studies. We're going to also have, I'm just excited. We will have some interviews and and it's going to be good because we're interviewing people who have built from scratch. We're also going to talk to people who are burning stuff down and then building from the ground up. I am excited about all of it, people. There is something to be said 
for people who are who understand what they're supposed to be building and then sticking with it and then driving that train again the vehicle the project vehicle to its destination so we have some exciting people that have done some really cool things and we're going to pull some stuff out so that you all especially those that are project leaders and we're going okay let and let me also put a a, a pin in in that term we're going to get to 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 that aspect of it in just a minute so that we kind of know why I'm using certain terminologies and things. So we're going to get into the definition of built from scratch, project leaders. Uh, we're going to get into some discoveries that I have found within the past year on where we're headed with PM. Okay. So finishing all of this out, I want to make sure y'all understand that this is an era, the era in which we live in is called the project economy. Okay. And what's so instrumental about the project economy is the fact that many organizations, okay, worldwide, worldwide, many organizations are addressing issues, problems within their organization through projects, okay? So what I'm saying is this. No longer are we doing things for the sake of doing things, okay? I would argue that pre-2019, there was an era where, or rather a culture of mission-oriented work and being handed down work to just to just do. And maybe you didn't have a, a, a quite an understanding or a rhyme or reason about why things are done in, in certain ways. But I do believe, especially from this corporate perspective, these, these organizations, right, that there were certain things that you would do you meaning that the organization, certain things that organizations would do and those that were the managers, the project managers, and they would just go and do and execute, right? It, they were just, it was routine in nature. It was just routine in nature. So I believe that one of the positive opportunities that have come from the pandemic and now living in a post-pandemic culture uh, is that the project economy has arisen. Um, it's a movement, people. Um, and if, in fact, PMI, the Project Management Institute, had a report. And in their Pulse of Profession report, they started to coin the term project economy, okay? And so this essentially means that companies and organizations, as I previously mentioned, they're addressing issues, 
difficulties, problems through projects. They are looking to cultivate change. They're looking to deliver solutions. Okay? They're looking to do a new thing. They are building from scratch. Who's following me? You see what I'm saying? And because of the rapid nature of technology, the shifting of consumer demands and priorities, we as project leaders, meaning those that are leading and driving change throughout organizations, companies, and let me add this, brands and businesses on that entrepreneurship side, okay? Because we're going to make sure that we address those particular entities, those groupings throughout this whole podcast so we can see it from different lenses and different perspectives. So we're building from scratch, folks. No longer are we just going with the flow, okay? We are now in a place in space where things are changing. We have different needs. We have different types of goals. We have different types of things that are trying to be achieved, okay? The marketplace, the work that we're doing has now expanded worldwide. Now, was it always like this? I think there are many different elements, right? And now I'm just, I'm just really tying all this together. So now we have, in this post-pandemic world, we have hybrid work. We have remote work, right? We have async communication. We're working across time zones and countries. And the delivery of products, services, programs, and initiatives look different. The scope and the complexity is is new and innovative. So we as the project leaders that support our CEOs, that support the brands and the businesses that are out there, there is something called the next-gen project manager, right? And it's no longer this aspect of, oh, okay, I'm a, I'm a project manager, so my job is to be inside of ClickUp, MS Project, Trello, Asana, and I just, you know, we just, we're, I'm just in the tool. I just report to somebody and I just click, 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 clack. And that's just it. Now, let's, let's go on the other side of the coin. Is that work still important? Is that work still relevant? Yes. I want to shape a perspective of you for you that the next gen project manager, okay, has three 
critical areas to master and to step into. So I'm going to highlight three, leadership, strategy, and execution. So the project manager is multifaceted, meaning that different background, skill sets, and bringing something new to the table. It's cool you got your PMP. I got my PMP. So I, you know, I will never steer anyone not to get a PMP or a certificate. I I ain't going to do it, right? But I'm not going to knock someone who's been managing projects successfully, whether it's for the past five years or 20 years or in a different country or whatever, because everybody can learn from somebody, okay? So in the digital project management space that we live in, we have to step in as project leaders into knowing thyself as a project leader, developing our our leadership, developing our personal development, how we lead, what are our what's our character looking like? How are we treating one another? How we are communicating? Strategy, project strategy, understanding that yes, there's waterfall and agile, but there's also ways in which you can innovate within multiple different types of methodologies. It's also thinking to yourself when you're going to build something from scratch, what is the best way to do that? What should I be considering when we're developing strategy? How should I look at the scope and then look at how we go about, third point, execution. It's not just I'm clicking off a task, but it's how we are reporting out, how we are communicating. So we're going to be looking at leadership strategy and execution as three core elements of the next gen PM. And we're going to be talking about that through the Built From Scratch podcast season. All right. How was that, y'all? That just got me, that just got me real excited, real excited. Real excited. Let's start with some definitions. And let's start with some definitions. Okay. So I want to talk about build from scratch. Build from scratch. So, how many of y'all like to cook? How many of y'all like to cook? Y'all have to DM me. Okay. Because I want to know about some recipes. Because I have started to watch. Bobby's Triple Threat, okay, from the Food Network. Uh, And uh, I love a good uh, Christmas cookie challenge. Uh, The gingerbread, yeah, then the the baking shows, okay. And what is really fascinating about all of these, these bakers and these chefs and everything is that they will 
literally go and take ingredients and anything that they need. And they just like, they, they go and they like create it from scratch. I was at a, a place called Biscuitville. Okay. Um, you know, I had seen it. I was going to, uh, I, I was coming back from a trip and I, I would see Biscuitville everywhere. And I was like, well, what is a Biscuitville? You know, cause I'm a Bojangles type of girl. And I only go there like once, once a year when I'm going down to see family down South, but uh, shout out to Bojangles. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay. I said to my mom, I said, let's go to Biscuitville. Cause I've never been to a Biscuitville. So let, let's see what's going on. So go into the Biscuitville. We see this lady, uh, this wonderful, um, I guess I'll call her the head biscuit lady. She was in there with the flower and, and was behind the glass. Girlfriend was like, was in that mixing bowl. She was in that mixing bowl. Just preparing. And then she would go and she had the cookie sheet. Uh, or I guess, or no, no, no. It's not called a cookie sheet. It's the, you know what I'm talking about the pan, the pan, the sheet pan. That's it. The sheet pan where you go and you, you put the biscuits on there and then you go put them in the oven. Okay. So building from scratch. Okay. Um, what I like is that she was in there and so concentrated. She, she knew what she was doing. She had the ingredients. Okay. And so I want us to think of ourselves, especially as project leaders, like, you know, being in a place and space where you're building from scratch might seem scary. Okay. You might seem like you said to yourself, do I even have flour? (laughs) Where's my flour? Right. So what's great about the Biscuitville scenario is that your idea may just be that you just got flour you just got like something right that's right in front of you you don't know what that's going to be but let me tell you head biscuit lady she knows she knows what goes in the flour she know she knew how to craft it and then she goes to the oven and put it in there and boom she got her end result so ashley make it make sense when we're talking about build build from scratch we're talking about if you're doing something from scratch, you do it with without making use of anything that has been done before. Um, it also means to create something from scratch without any ingredients or materials prepared ahead of time. Uh, it also means building a structure from scratch, uh, meaning you're not using any prefabricated parts. And scratch, the literal word from scratch, means beginnings. So I'll read the definitions one more time, but I think it's really important to understand that A, you can create something. Something can be built from two pencils, your mind, an idea. That, my friends, can be your flower. Okay? That, my friends, can be your flower. You got an idea, you're going to go to your iPad, your computer, 
and you can start writing. That's your flower. If you are if you're a part of the pen and paper crew, woo woo, you can go and get a notebook and start writing. Writing. That is your flower. Okay? Now, here's the thing about building something from scratch. Right? Is that <laughs> this is about this is about something that has not been done before. This is also about using no prefabricated parts. Is it easy to go to the grocery store and get the Pillsbury, Pillsbury, I said almost said Pillsbury, um, Pillsbury pre-cut or, you know, like the in the little canisters? Could I do that? And make my own self a biscuit and talking about, I'm building this breakfast sandwich from scratch. Hey, could I? I could. Because what? That speeds up the process. Right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you got to go and, you know, get the pre-cut fruit, you know, because you don't have time to do your charcuterie board. All right? But some of you all that's out there, are going to be building something with no, with nothing, right? The flowers, the idea, the uh, the the pen and paper. That's where you're starting, okay? And so, what's so interesting about the building from scratch piece is that you just have to use your mind and use what has has never been thought of before. And I think for me, when I hear something about building from something from scratch, I think that's cool. I think that's super, super cool. I think there's opportunity for, for innovation. There's opportunity to be a part of history. So this aspect of build from scratch seems and it is very exciting. And in future episodes, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the infrastructure and some of the ways that we can start building upon these ideas and seeing how we can be successful in building from scratch. There's going to be some really cool things that I believe if you're on, if you're listening and you are on the CEO side of things, which by the way, CEOs know how to manage projects. Hello. You have you have the, the the skills to do it, but you also might have an OBM that's going to help you execute it. That's going to help be a thought partner in how you go about bringing forth the idea. And then for project leaders, I, I definitely want you all to understand that how you can be able to utilize and activate leadership skills, defining your project strategy and amplifying the execution so that what's being built from scratch takes off in the right way. Cool. Let's um, talk about um, another aspect of building from scratch. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is so powerful. So I had a, a realization that building from scratch takes vision, 
commitment, and faith. Woo! We're going to slow it on down because we got to do it. Building from scratch takes vision, commitment, and faith. So let me, let me, let me break this down even more because I, all this past year, have been studying Ezra and Nehemiah from the Bible. Great chapters um, that one should, should read and study. There is a, a huge theme about rebuilding and restoring, building from scratch, uh, the way in which people are working and the way that God works inside of our work. Some, some huge principle things. So many of us want things done on a timeline. Uh, this particular date, this particular time, it has to be done this way, that away, right? And, you know, the planner in me is like, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, the planner in me says, what's really wrong with that? Why can't I have a, a timeline? Why can't I have a, a project plan ready to go? And for my planners out there, I'm not saying to uh, press delete at all, but I found something fascinating in this study of, of Ezra. So the temple foundation, so even, oh, so we'll just back it up just a tiny bit, right? So here we are in the center of what we, what, what we may call as, you know, a pretty you know, dire situation, right? We have a situation where, you know, starting in Ezra, there was a a word of the Lord that came to Cyrus, the king of Persia, to fulfill a word that had been spoken to Jeremiah, um, where Cyrus, the king of Persia, made a proclamation throughout the realm and put it in writing. And so basically what he was saying was, hey, it is time to rebuild the wall, okay? It is time to rebuild the wall. And it's important to, to note because previously, there is, especially in, uh, if you look in Judges and First and Second Chronicles, you know, a lot of stuff was going on. It was like, the people were going crazy because they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Uh, the Lord was like, well, uh, because I'm so merciful and kind, I'm going to raise up a judge and, you know, I'm going to see if we can get back on the right path. So folks were like, sometimes they were like, yes, this judge, uh, this is good. We're obeying. And then sometimes they were like, just kidding. We're not going to obey. So what happened is, is that there was a 70 year um, exile to Babylon. Folks got kicked out. Folks got kicked out. And so what we're seeing here now is the rebuilding of the wall. Okay. The rebuild, rebuilding of the temple. Okay. Uh, yes, this is super, super Reader's Digest version. But I want to get to this point about 
fast forwarding to to Ezra three eight because I think this is super important about what what's happening. Okay, so what was really powerful about all of this is that one of the leaders, his name is Zerubbabel, um, he was leading out the first wave of building out this wall. And that was in Ezra 3.8, okay? So he was getting everybody together. People were laying down the foundation. Fast forward to Ezra 6.15. Ezra 6.15. And it says the temple was completed on the third day of the month, Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. That, in my research, was 21 years. The original statement I made that building from scratch takes vision, commitment, and faith. Notice that I never said when we talk about building from scratch that you needed to do it in two weeks, in 90 days, in a year. Okay? I want to highlight this because I think in this grand scheme of what we're of what we're seeing and doing is that it's not about how I can just get some out, get some out, get some out, okay? This is about being able to build from scratch so that it is sustainable, so that it creates a legacy, so that it actually will, the outcomes of what is has been created will actually come to pass. It will actually stand the test of time. So it's so important. It's so important that we understand that this aspect of building from scratch is not about how can I microwave my vision? Somebody tweet that out. This is not about microwaving a a vision to say I built it. Okay. And I feel as if we are in a day and age where we're seeing a lot of things being built. And sometimes we take stuff out of the oven because we see other people eating. Hello. So this concept of build from scratch, if we go back to the definition, if you do something from scratch, you do it without making use of anything that has been done before. To create something from scratch is to make, is, is, to create something from scratch is to make it without any ingredients or materials prepared prepared ahead of time. Prepared ahead of time. Building a st- structure from scratch means, means no using prefabricated parts. This means that there is the this concept of I can prepare and I can plan. And I could be able to recruit the right people to work with me. That means that I can actually create a strategy for my budget and how I should be spending money. That means I can get an understanding of materials and the scope and the complexity. And therefore, I can get it and uh, a particular idea about, man, is this particular idea, is this particular program, project, initiative, whatever you want to call it, I can get a sense of 
what the roadmap ahead of what it looks like. So I'm tying this together to be able to say building from scratch takes vision, commitment, and faith. I hope you're ready for an incredible season and an instrumental season that is really going to help shape the way that you lead, shape the way that you create strategy, shape the way that you execute the work on a daily basis. Welcome to the Build from Scratch season. I am your host, Ashley Schuler, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. Please be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.